peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's real all thing. about that's in that's in sync with our theme. In sync. In sync. Well, wait, that was that wasn't 2000s. like a 1995 was, thing. That was like a yeah. 2000s thing. Well, 99, right? 99-ish. Yeah. I remember in sync. I definitely didn't listen to in sync in high. Well, in high school, I was listening to like Nirvana and shit. I was yeah. one of those kids. I, I would have been on the lawn probably. I listened to No <laughs> Doubt in elementary school. Mm, I did not like No Doubt. I'll tell you I what I did no doubt. listen to though Excuse was me? ska. I listened to a lot of ska music and there was uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were in this movie. Hat and tracks. I was really hoping to see somebody's skank. Nobody skanked. I didn't see any skanking in the movie. I have no idea what a skank is. It's, this, it's literally a dance and I'm just going to back up so you can see. Um... <laughs> Let me see if I can. I'm so dying. All you do, dying. all you do is this. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that Nicole had a just, name. For the listeners, Nicole just skanks. That's a skank. That is what you do when you when you're dancing to ska music in the nineties. Ska skank. It's a ska skank, and I didn't yeah. see any skanking in this movie. And I, I think Amy Heckerling missed out on a crucial piece of nineties history. She did bring so in the mighty mighty boss tones. But that, yeah, that was that a real was band. Okay, they had a big. They, I wouldn't. They weren't the kind of Scott I listened to because I listened to like the Specials and like Mephiscopheles. And uh, I remember you, know, you telling me that no doubt is not real Scott, and you were like salty about the fact. No that doubt they were is like, not real Scott. They are pop. Yeah. yeah. With uh, with they are pop that have adopted some Scott elements. Scott um, fused. Was, you know how people say that LaCroix isn't like that LaCroix is like uh, gross and the hint of strawberry burps or something. Yeah. That's what no <laughs> doubt is to ska. The hint of ska burps. It's like the hint of ska, ska burps. burps. Uh, and the Mighty Mighty Boston's was just like a big popular pop band that I mean, they were more ska than no doubt, I guess. But anyway, I've never heard ska before. I just liked no doubt like the the lyrics i liked her voice i liked the sound mm-hmm. of it i didn't know any i wasn't old enough to know what ska was or wasn't when no I was in uh, old elementary school i used to go listen to ska at the uh the old uh god what the fuck was that place called that they tore down on north avenue the masquerade <gasps> i used to you go to the, the masquerade? masquerade i used to go to the masquerade go see some ska bands i used to go I to the masquerade the, i saw the scottalites there um, every ska band had the word ska in it most of not always oh but God. most of the time it's pretty hilarious <laughs> okay welcome to the feminine mistake podcast <laughs> a podcast exclusively about ska music um actually that's not true this is a podcast where we watch movies from your past or present and we talk about how the women were portrayed in them i am one of your hosts nicole i'm your other host sarah and returning with us today to talk about Ska, among other things, uh, including the film Clueless, uh, we have actor, audition coach, creative collaborator, Vanessa Aranegi. Woo! Thank you, Vanessa, for Yay! returning. Yay! Vanessa is so fun. We love yes. Vanessa. So we're having a good old time talking about this movie, Clueless. So um, if you didn't listen to the first episode, go back and check that out. Um, and if you did, welcome back. We're here to continue peeling back the layers of this movie. (laughs) The deep, deep layers. Deep, deep, (laughs) plaid, 
Tartan <laughs> layers. So much plaid. We're literally pulling back the pleats. Yes. Of this yeah. movie. Uh, but before we do that, uh, what have you guys been watching? Anybody got anything you've been watching? That you I do. Want? What have you been watching, Sarah? So I think the last time, the last episode, we talked about how I'm on an HGTV kick. Mm-hmm. Nice. We did. Back um, in October, we talked about that. Yeah. Right. So I'm still on that <gasps> kick. Still on it. Um, okay. My next show that I've been binging is Property Br- 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 Brothers, which are the twins who are they um are they hot twins hotties okay yes okay so they're um it's drew and john jonathan scott drew Mm -hmm. is the real estate agent and jonathan is the contractor slash interior designer so one wears a suit and one wears like a yes. tank and a tool belt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Okay. They right. are hot as fuck. Um Ooh. also so this is a thirsty HGTV thirsty show. Thirsty HGTV <laughs> show for sure. Jo- jo- Jonathan is by far to me is the hottest one. Like Drew is kind of like straight laced and prim and proper and so kind of So you like the guy who gets down there and gets dirty and just like yes. puts and those, Jonathan rips is up like those floorboards. Yes. And he also can design well okay. too which is like not usually you don't see a contractor and an interior designer in one mm-hmm. but um also uh tri- trivia fact jonathan scott has been dating zo 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 zoe de chanel for oh almost what? now mm-hmm. they are a big thing on instagram like they are just like totally in love um wow. and Wait, so, are they married or they're dating? Because no, I thought she has a kid, right? She has a kid. She got divorced from her oh, her, gotcha. her last husband. She's had got a it. lot of failed relationships, very pu- public failed relationships. Well, that that's makes me sad. that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can all relate. We can all relate to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Property Brothers, go check it out for some double your fun, hunky gut jobs, hunky gut jobs. <laughs> They should have you do their they should have you do their social media, Sarah. That's a good tag right there. Uh I recently watched the film The Thing. I mean, I've seen Ooh, it before. I love the thing. Uh it's actually one of my favorite yeah. films. Uh really? Po- yes. Po- oh, possibly yeah. my favorite John Carpenter film. I just love the tension of mm-hmm. all those guys up there not being able to trust one another. Um, I just, I just, the, the tension, I think the tension in the characters is really uh, what does it for me. I mean, the, the, the sound, the, uh, the, the visual effects, uh, the practical effects are incredible. That's also really great. Did you ever watch the episode of the X-Files that's kind of based on the thing? No. It's good too. But the, the thing is the best. Um, I saw yeah. X-Files. I haven't either. Ah, what's wrong with me? I don't, I know. It seems like, it seems like a show that I would like. Um, so my daughter, Charlotte, who's 10 wants to watch all these scary movies. And I'm trying to rack my brain for like, what can I show her? That's like, that doesn't have a lot of boobs in it basically. Um, (laughs) and so the thing came to mind. I was like, that's all dudes. There's no boobs in that movie. So, um, so we watched it and, uh, I was, you know, there's a lot of, it's very gory. And, it, and, and I turned to her at the first time the dog transforms. And I was like, uh, if this is too gross, you know, just let me know. We could turn it off. And she was like, this is awesome. <laughs> bitchin'. Um, this is, bi- well, she didn't say bitchin'. I know, she I know. Say that right. <laughs> but she did say, uh, she was like, once she kind of caught on to the plot of the movie, she was like, oh, this is just like Among Us. 
which that video game that everyone's playing mm-hmm. right now. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, if you haven't seen the thing, uh, listeners, it's, uh, a, an excellent film. It's very tense. It made me think like, I'd love to write something like that, like something that takes place in one location with a bunch of characters and, uh, this sort of tension of, you know, who can you trust? Yeah. It's a know? kind of, and then there were none type store story, but also mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, it's very tense, very dramatic um, sci-fi horror, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I would put it under the category of sci-fi horror. So if you guys, those of you who haven't seen the film, uh, it came out in like, I think 1981, maybe. Uh, but basically, also, I'd like to give props to 80s Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. Who can get it? Um, <laughs> Sarah, you know how I feel about Kurt Russell. Especially I know how you feel about Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, especially this Kurt Russell. It's been a while shaggy, since I've seen the disgruntled, whiskey drinking, chess playing '80s Kurt Russell, um, flamethrower wielding '80s Kurt Russell. Anyway, um, so this movie is there's a bunch of scientists. They're in Antarctica. What are they doing there? I don't know. It's not important. They're holed up in Antarctica. They're reading scientists. Sciencey things. Anyway, they're in Antarctica and they're pretty much stuck up there until next season or whatever. And a dog enters the camp and they discover that this dog came over from the camp nearby. Uh, They find out that the researchers nearby uh, dug up some kind of alien creature and Throughout the movie, they find out that this alien creature can shapeshift into anything. And so it becomes a situation of like which people in the camp are aliens or creatures and which are humans and who Does can it they shape, trust. Is shapeshift into them or it takes them over? It like it takes it, 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 it uses their body to it assimilates their body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the body, their body becomes assimilated into them. And so, yes, Die. the old body dies. And what le- gets left behind is like a bunch of bloody clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really fantastic how they're trying to like figure out like who's still human and also like how do we deal with the prospect of this thing getting out, you know, and being exposed to like a larger population. Um, it's a fucking great movie. So watch fantastic. it. Fantastic. I fucking love it. it. I got to figure out what I'm going to watch with her next. Don't watch the, the the abyss. It's poorly written. Oh, I've seen the abyss. It's not great. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought maybe the shining, I feel like she could probably handle that, Ooh, that's but scary. it's very, it's a slow burn. Very so I, she might get bored. She was at the beginning of the movie. Like this is taking a while. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> you got to be patient and not everything happens quickly. Like it does, you know, yeah. the shining is scary as shit. Like I'm still scared by the shine, shine, shine. Uh, hiding as an adult but I, I definitely saw it when I was a kid yeah I did too uh, she really wants to watch Nightmare on Elm Street which I would love to show her but there's like parts of it that are like sexual yeah and uh, I don't know how to get around that like I wish I could find a I feel like I talked this on, about this on the last podcast we did last month but I'd love to find like an edited for TV version because that's how I saw right. it when I was her age. Like if I could get a hand, my hands on those. Hey, you're an editor. You could edit it for TV. I know. TV. That's what I'm thinking. I Download know. it and cut the pieces out. Oh, it's so much work, you guys. Yeah. I've got so many things to edit as it yeah. is. But yeah. if I can get my shit together, maybe I can work something out by Halloween because I think that nothing would make her happier than to watch Aww. Freddy Krueger on Halloween and then probably have some nightmares because I don't know. Freddy's pretty scary. 
Especially I, since it I saw it as an adult speaking. for the first time, and I thought it was silly when I I saw it as a what twenty one year old. I when I was a kid, Freddy Krueger was like at the height of his popularity, and I got nightmares just from the trailer. Yep, I never watched the movies as a kid. I only saw like the creepy face pop up when it's like Freddy will return. I was like, mm, nope, no, not no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, um, I can't see see it through a kid's eyes because I saw it as an adult, so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I was eight. I was eight when I saw the first 20 minutes of Nightmare on Elm Street one. It came on television and it was so fucking terrifying that I turned it off and ran. Like I was in the garage by myself watching it on this tiny TV and it was fucking terrifying. And I turned it off and ran upstairs and then had nightmares for like the next two weeks. I used to have a recurring dream with Freddy where he was chasing me. And I was in elementary school, whatever. And at some point, because I knew the store, some of the story things, because my cousins had talked about it. Yeah. And I turned around and I was like, I'm not the one who did this to you. So you can't attack me, but I'll help you find the people responsible. Yeah, you, have to give, you have to give me your glove or whatever. And I had that dream over and over for like a few years. Wow. That's yeah, pretty great. amazing. I like how you really took charge of that. And you're like, yeah. Pass me the glove. Give me the glove. It wasn't my fault. I'll help you find the people, but you have to kill only the guilty people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a good but I'm still a chicken shit even after that. You still won't watch it? Mm-mm. I mean, I'll watch. I like the feeling of watching like scary things, but I cannot watch it alone. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just can't. Like I'm just a big chicken shit. And if I can get you to spend the night after then that's even better. Like I will bribe you till here and back to to get you just to stay with me a little bit. <laughs> like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why it's like I only get to see scary movies when I'm in relationships usually. <laughs> you're like in a relationship, you're like, we got to watch them all. You're like, I've got Sorry. a stack. You're in? You're here for at least two more weeks? <laughs> I've got a stack. We're going to get through all of these. Hereditary, Done. Ah, that's one on the list. That insidious, I haven't have seen. You, have you seen her, 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 her hereditary Nicole? Have you? I seen, don't do dead kids. Have you seen um the other one, the cur- the cur- midsummer Korean one? No, 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 no oh. the Korean one. Um, it's not midsummer. Oh, the like the ring one or the grunge one? No, well, I've no, seen no. the ring the, and the, the one that came out la- last year. Actually, seen the Jap- I've seen the dr- Japanese version last year. Actually. The the Korean one. The uh, you know what I mean? The, the one. Uh, I don't. The P one with the not parasite. The one that won the parasite. parasite. Mm. Is that a scary movie? Yes. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. I almost I, watched it. I thought it was it's, a drama. It's a drama. It's a scary movie. It's a co- comedy. It like it has everything. It is oh. fantastic. It is the best film I saw last year. Okay. Wow. Right. Well, I should. You know. I should make it a point to it, see that. Didn't it win an Oscar for best? Yeah, it did. It won. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You need and to see it, Nicole. You would. You would appreciate it. It's a fantastic film. Okay. All right. Check it out. Uh, speaking- so, if there's anyone out there who's looking for a relationship to watch scary movies, if and- you like horror films, <laughs> call it, Vanessa. It, it, at Vanessa call me up. up. Five 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 five. 
I just need you to promise to stay with me two weeks after the last thing we see. We'll be That's screening all. all of Vanessa's suitors through a feministic <laughs> worth podcast it. at gmail.com. She is worth two weeks at least. <laughs> two weeks. I'm worth it. I promise. So here's a movie that I think you can watch with, with, with the, without having to keep the lights on. Uh, shall we talk about Clueless? Yeah, totally can watch that. All right, so let's dive right back into this movie right about now. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, huh? You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. There's just one more line that that oh, is that I liked. It was an exchange between... Dion and, Mur- and and Murray and he's like woman lend me five dollars and she was like Murray I've asked you repeatedly not to call me w- w- woman and he goes okay but street slang is an increasingly valid form of expression most of the feminine pronouns do have mo- mocking but not necessarily in misogynistic undertones yeah that was pretty funny I thought that was fun, fun yeah funny. yeah that was a good one I was like that was that was good um, okay. I liked in general how they, um, I mean, I know that that line wasn't particularly in line with that, but I think, well, it was, but I thought it was interesting how the, there was not really any showing of the girls getting particularly manipulated or anything like they just consistently stood up for yeah, her, themselves, yes, like her yes, saying, don't true. call me woman, the pushing yeah. away of the mm-hmm. dudes, like yeah. they pretty consistently, yeah. I, ground, which I liked, I would love in this moment while we're talking about this to talk about her and Elton's car ride. Yes. I was going to say that Mm -hmm. um, Elton was next on my list. So please. Yes, let's do it. Okay. So she tries to set Ty up with Elton who is handsome and charming. I feel like Mm -hmm. at least in the first act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and but and you can tell that he likes share at least I you could. can tell it was very awkward. oh yeah no he's like kissing her in class and yeah, yeah. and that was confusing then on the way so he and and I thought the scene between them where he was trying to get her to get in the car with him and she was trying to get Ty in the car and they were trying to exchange rides like I think all of that was very funny it's yeah. okay she's meowing it's cute we like it. Um, I, I worry about it. No, you don't have to. She just it's wants. To, she wanted to chime in. It's okay. So they're in the car, driving back from the party, and I can't exactly remember. Oh, somehow they get into it where she says she's trying to set him up with Ty, and he's like, "Ew!" Basically, his reaction, like yeah. suddenly, I really don't like him. Right? Like yeah. he's basically yeah. like saying that she's kind of breeding wise like name family name wise there's some kind of family hierarchy where he like wants to only be with people of a certain family which is straight up from emma okay okay well that makes sense but then he tries to kiss her like a bunch of times like a billion times yeah moves in on her she pushes him away she says no a bunch of times like i feel like this guy is like it may be very uncomfortable like he is like on his way to being a date rapist. Yeah. 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 And she finally escapes him by actually climbing out of the car. And he leaves her stranded and then she gets mugged. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. But then they never deal with that. Like no. I feel like in Fast Times at Ridgemont High they yeah. would have dealt with it. Like there would have been some kind of comeuppance. 
Or Yeah, she basically just said, forget him. He's a jerk kind of thing. It never... Yeah, like the only time we hear him again is when Ty is now pining after him and has to get over him. But there's never... Like, there's a couple cutaways to him, like, having moved on to some other girl, but... The other girl. The... What's her face? Amber? Amber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the movie doesn't deal with what a absolute shit he was on like he like he was like it 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 took it maybe in the in the 90s it didn't seem like it took it that far I don't know but it just it felt like he was very aggressive sexually and then left her outside and then like and then we never there was never any and then he moved like he doesn't get punished or anything he literally gets another girlfriend they never talk about it I mean I guess that's yeah it's real realistic have you guys watched any old like 1930s, 40s, 50s films? It was stay standard in those films for men to just grab women and kick his yeah. them. And I feel like yeah. as a kid, I saw lots of films, even up to that point where that was just something you saw in like every film was just like men would gr- grab women and kiss them. So when I saw this, it was like, oh, yeah, that's just what guys do. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's something that we would accept now No, in a movie, thankfully. So at least yeah. we can say we've made some progress. Or if, or if we did see it in a movie, I don't know that that guy would seem like, at that point, he would seem like a threat or he would seem like a bad yeah. guy. Like, I don't think we'd yeah. see him on, yeah. as a hero or anything. But I think, it, I mean, honestly, like, I think it's probably a lot of movies will that will happen then people will deal with it but the reality is that we don't though I, that is still i wanted to see like a miniature schnauzer like bite him in the mm-hmm. testicles or something <laughs> oh like, my god okay. some kind of universal redemption who <laughs> yeah like maybe like a, ha- a hacky sack from one of the the tokers on the lawn knocks him right in the balls i don't know and then he's permanently <laughs> just something something yeah something like that i don't know it just seemed like i was like wow this is really intense for this very fluffy movie and then it just yeah like we never really see him again so i don't know what he how he was dealt with in the movie emma i don't know if there was any comparison that can be made there although you said that in the movie it was again a thing about breeding that he was mm-hmm. concerned about yeah yeah, it was more polite. Like it was definitely more like, oh, like Emma was just like no, and he got very, very upset. And yeah, but there was no like rapey stuff, at least not yeah, in the it was film. Bordering on very rapey for me. Yeah, no, for sure. It was definitely assault. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, what else you got on your list? Um. So, we haven't even talked about Christian yet. Who I remember oh coming God. in the movie much, much earlier in the movie. He came in pretty late, I feel. Yeah. I also don't remember recognizing that he was gay. The like, and I, I think I don't think I caught on as quickly. I caught on pretty quick, quick quickly this time. Even I completely forgotten. Like this was a right. an aspect that I'd completely forgotten. This the is the part of the movie I. I actually kind of hate. Um, I feel like Christian is a device and not a character, and I hate it. Like he doesn't get once he comes in and 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 she has a crush on him, and then she finds out he's gay. 
He never tells her himself. There's never a moment where he reveals that to her or that she says that or even not, not that he has to or that she accepts it. He just becomes like her shopping buddy. He's not mm-hmm. even at the wedding at the end of the movie. Like I was like, OK, we're cutting away to all these that. couples. Can we not cut to Christian with like his boyfriend or something like it just mm-hmm. felt like he was being used as a device. Yeah. And I understand this is the 90s and maybe people didn't were not really sure what to do with uh lgbt characters yet but he just felt like not like they didn't really give yeah. him he was pretty no. two-dimensional and yeah. he was a a, a, stare, a set of of, of stare, stare, stereotypes all the too. Like he dre- dressed well liked to dance mm-hmm. uh like liked so to go shopping like old old films with billy holiday tony kurt 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 curtis and and rock hudson right mm-hmm. um I I really liked his, like the the actor the way he played play, played him though I thought he he was very I don't know I just liked his vibe yeah he was good I liked him too uh, I was very sad that he felt like he couldn't just tell her like oh I know. I'm sorry I just I don't I I don't I like men but can yeah. I can hang out and watch this movie I, yeah I'm curious if that like what the decision making behind that was if it was like for ratings like maybe you can't outright i don't know have a gay pa- character be well, like this is- i had a gay friend in middle school who didn't come out till he was in eighth grade and my best friend and i had a big crush on him in like sixth and seventh grade and we kind of like told him and he just like didn't respond and kind of didn't say say anything and it wasn't discussed until he came out the next year so i think like if you're young around i mean like yes we were but in, he knew he was grade. out like, he, he knew he was he wasn't questioning he just wasn't yeah right um on the other hand though she didn't like oh my god he's like she that it didn't true. affect although, their although yeah. um yeah i there was bordering on a little bit of homophobia in the yeah. way that when the car it was the car, mm-hmm. car, car ride yeah I think particularly from him, though, not like as soon as it, they were like, no way. I think the disbelief, I didn't have a problem, but then it didn't seem like they were like, oh. Yeah. I mean, she continued he, to be like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the, the euphemisms that the Murray yeah. used, I didn't care for. Um, uh, which I yeah. think that yeah. we can say generally there were several euphemisms and jokes in this movie that don't like that are, oh, that yeah. are not like cool. Like the R word. Uh, there was yes. a lot of racial. He- oh yeah, the R word for sure. Uh, there was a lot of racial, and I'm going to put it in quotation marks. Humor, racial yeah. quotations uh, in this movie. Uh, uh, a variety of different races. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. I don't think that you that you would like the tardiness. Um, little bit that he went through where the Asian student was. Yeah. On yeah. time and whatever, and I think it was like the Hispanic student or whatever was late. But then the right, like, yeah, and then and when she's pointing out the different groups, right during mm-hmm. lunch, um, so there was all that, um, so yeah, I definitely think this movie suffers from what a lot of '90s entertainment does, which is uh, insensitivity on multiple levels uh, that we uh, we would just not tolerate today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Christian, I think, is a big problem for me. I really was like yeah. at the end, I was like, why is he? First of all, why is he not at the wedding? And then secondly, right. why does everybody else get to have a relationship and he doesn't? But also, what is, why is this character here? Why is he gay? Mm-hmm. What does it teach her? Why? Right. Like, I mean, he's a, 
he's a fun character, but like what what is what is his role in the film? Mm-hmm. I guess in her in her like how does he help her develop? Yes. Right. And how does he develop as a character? You're right. Um Well he definitely doesn't. Like no. he came in and left the way exactly oh, he, yes. he was. Yeah. So that was a big problem for me. Yeah. Um Um he also the first time they meet, he says nice stems. Mm-hmm. for her legs sorry that's just another line i just thought was so funny yeah that was a good stems. one yeah there's some i would catchy, love just for someone to say nice line. stems to me well you have beautiful stems sorry <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> i can tell you that every day um all right i feel like we're sort of coming to the end here i'd really like to address the ele- the paul rudd shaped elephant in the room and that is yes. that ultimately share uh so she what she likes christian finds out he's gay they never talk about it but they remain friends and then ty who is now over elton shows mm-hmm. interest in her stepbrother josh which leads to a fight because share realizes that she is in love with stepbrother josh mm-hmm so i'd like to talk about this because <laughs> in 1995 i fucking didn't like it i was like i ew first of all all right i'm just gonna let you guys talk does it bother you that he's her stepbrother are you are you happy when they get together at the end um can you guys i can i answer okay <laughs> so um i think that they probably didn't grow up to get together they probably right. like their parents were married when they were like maybe like in middle school or something and they probably didn't live to get get together and um and so well, i don't she mentions no, that they, they were also only together for like three years or something okay three years his, uh, his mom and her dad something something like that they she were only together for three years i think that the, the movie really tried to drive home the point like this is not creepy cre- cre- creepy right like, they had several lines that were like well he's He's not really my brother. He's like a step brother. Like they threw through and th- things like that to make it make it seem not not as cre- creepy. I think that um, it would depend. Like if I had a step br- br- brother, but I didn't really feel like I was relate late 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 to him. I would have no problem with that. I think it's. I think that the taboo of being with a sis, 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 sibling is so profound that even if someone is like a pretend sis, 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 sibling, it feels creepy. But it really is just a pretend sis, sis, sibling because they're not related at all. Vanessa. They, yeah. No, I agree. My, I was actually more concerned at the end because I still I see Paul Rudd as like a man man. Like mm. not even not oh, in the movie, but like, I was still creeped out. teenagers in this movie are 30 years old. Yeah, but I still like at the end it was like, like she's sixteen and yeah, he's in and college. He's in college. Yeah, that's yeah. gross. That's also a problem. I hadn't. Yeah, even that's the part. Yeah, yeah, that creeped me out more than the whole sibling, not really sibling thing. Just because, I mean, I think they did a good job of being like, okay, we kind of technically our their parents were married, but it didn't last long. He and the dad just kind of clung to, a, you know, just create. There was a connection between the dad and her. The you know his stepson. I think that on pay, 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 paper, like step siblings, and ones in college, ones in high school, that's bad. But the way that Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd were together, like I liked them together. But on pay, pay, paper, it sounds bad. 
I sure this makes me want to barf. I don't like <laughs> it. Um, as a person who has divorced parents and has people that are in my family by marriage, I assure you, I do not think of them as fake siblings or fake. I'm just saying like when I was in, when I was 10, around 10, that's when my mother and my stepfather got together. And uh, that is when I started hanging out with my cousins who are in his family. And we went on camping trips and shit together. And I assure you, while we are not in any way related by blood, I feel those guys feel like blood relatives to me in no way would I ever consider them in a sexual way. And, uh, I do think that, uh, I do think it's inappropriate and gross and weird. The age difference is also weird and gross. And I just don't, I I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) It's gross. And I also, I, I, the reason I looked up Emma after the movie was I was like, are they just adhering to the book? And no, in the book, Mr. Knightley is her sister's brother-in-law, which Mm -hmm. I think is far more acceptable while still gross in this time period. Certainly in the time period with that, when that movie or that book took place, it would have been completely normal. Also, why is he not just an intern? Why can't he just be one of her father's interns? Why does he have to be her brother? Like what, in what universe does he have to be her breath like why is this okay, part of the narrative okay. i don't understand okay. so so in the first scene between mr knightley and emma and emma he refers to himself as a brotherly figure in her life he's like he like it, it's like how he introduces himself he's like well our he like their relationship is like a brother sister relationship in emma even though they're not actually brother and sister so i think this might have been amy heckerling's way of creating that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. in a way that the audience could understand that that would say like when you see them at the beginning it's like oh well of course they can't end, end up together they're they have this kind of relationship where that's because like because they're fucking related <laughs> they're not Did related but did you catch the part two where um, she goes out with Christian all dolled up or whatever and yeah. um, Paul Rudd is all, should I go? I should go. Should I go? And the dad kind of gives to me a look of like, almost like he knows that Paul Rudd I now has a crush see, on his daughter. I didn't see that at all. Yes. I, and then he was like. I, I didn't. I didn't. Ca- that is not something I. That is not what I saw going on there. I felt like he was sending this young man, this upstanding young man, his son to go look after his daughter. Because mm-hmm. they're brother and sister. Also, we watch it. <laughs> I'm telling also, you, he has a little like. There's a reason why we don't see her father at the end of the movie. It's because they don't want to deal with how gross this is and how her father absolutely <laughs> would not be okay with it. He, What did he say to Christian? I have a 45 and a shovel and no one will miss you. That is yes. how, and you think that he'd be okay with his stepson and his he likes his stepson though it doesn't i think so watch it well i'm telling you watch it again and he totally has a look of like also hmm, i think you're right i think you're right sarah but i will say like they could have achieved that same thing if 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 paul rudd's character maybe his maybe he didn't have a great relationship with his family or his dad wasn't in the picture and and uh Cher's dad was kind of like a father figure to them and maybe he's been around the family for a long time and is and is kind of like a it's like a mentor mentee situation mm-hmm. and now he's interning at the at dad's law firm that would make so much more sense than this fucking i just i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. like it i don't support it i don't sign off on it 
And that is one of the biggest problems for this me for this movie is at the end, I don't want to see them kiss. I don't want I don't want to think about. I don't want to think about it. I don't want it. It's not good. And I don't Mm. want it. That's how and that's I always liked it as a kid. Like I always thought it was very romantic. I didn't really pick up on the sibling thing, though. But something about me is that I it's very hard for me to consider someone family. Like I really only consider my mom and dad and brother as my family, even though I have a giant extended family. I've only met them a few times. Mm -hmm. I don't consider them actual family. Family, and so hmm. I completely relate to not really seeing someone as a me- a member of your fa- fa- family if they're not related to you, or even not seeing them as a member of your family if they are related to you and you just don't know them that well. So Fair I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't I don't think her dad's gonna walk her down the aisle. Is all I'm saying. Um, I disagree. Not, Watch that scene. Be I, will put, I will put money he's on gonna it. Going to be in a window with a shotgun pointed at Paul Rudd's head. He like no. I'm telling you that moment was a hundred percent him being like, "Let's get some playback here." Cute. Nicole, cue it up. I need. Let's go to Video Village. I need to see the playback. <laughs> uh, all right. Final thoughts on Clueless. Final thoughts. And would you recommend to a friend? I actually specifically did not re- recommend this to a friend today. Oh, so you would not recommend, you literally would not recommend this to I a friend. I literally did not re- re- recommend this to a friend who I thought wouldn't li- li- like it. So yes. Okay. And so did it live up to your, the hype of your youth? Yes. Okay. So you I liked still, it and other people still, you think like it, but not this one person. Well, I don't. I actually wouldn't really recommend this to anyone. It kind of is really date date dated, and it's not mm-hmm. very good. But I I always enjoyed enjoyed it, and it was still fun. So I think it's I think that's just what it is. It's just fun, but it's not nothing um, profound. You know. Sure. Nope. I you think know. that's fair. Vanessa, your final thoughts on Clueless. Um, I was actually surprised that I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's a fun movie, easy to watch, mm-hmm. background noise. Yeah, it's a good background um, movie. Vacuum. Yeah, but watching I, it. Vacuum. Right. <laughs> yeah. Vacuum. Um, but I feel like I remember enjoying it more younger. Like I felt I went into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be fun. And I was like, oh, OK, that was all right. Yeah. So yeah. it was all right. Uh, I feel like one of the biggest problems for me for this movie, besides the disgusting brother-sister <laughs> incest romance, is that uh, I think the third act is just, like, missing. Like, they just got yeah. they they got to the end, and then they were like, oh, shit, it, we're already at, like, we're already at 100 pages. Let's just wrap this shit up. Yeah. Um, there's no third act. It's like suddenly yeah. the movie's over. And yeah. so there's like a bunch of shit that didn't get tied up. So uh, my final thoughts are it was a fun walk down memory lane of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have, that's a good way to put it. I have the exact same feelings about it that I did then, which is that was entertaining. And then I'm promptly going to forget about it. That's yep. and I love Amy Heckerling. And I think she actually there's a lot of really smart writing and and fun moments in this movie. But uh, I would say. Go watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High instead. That's what my recommendation would be. 
Uh, shall we do the Bechtel test? Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I was not even paying attention. I hope you were. I <laughs> paid attention. Thank yes. God. So Thank it God passed Sarah. very er, 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 early and uh, 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 often. All right. So, so yeah. are, is there more than one female character in this movie? Yes. Uh, do Many. those characters have names? Yes. Do they talk to each other? Yes. Do they talk about something other than a man? Yes. They do. I, yeah, they do. I mean, and you do you have anything specific? I now that I'm thinking about it, I I, I believe that that is true. Oh, I forgot to write down specifics. I just like wrote down that it passed. I'm trying to think of they it. They talk like, about a lot of things. Fashion. They talk about her driver's license. There's like yeah. things that they yeah. You know, the b- boys is a thing they talk about a lot, but they also talk about grades. Grades for sure. Yeah. You know, so there is a lot of a, they have other things going on and other concerns b- besides boys um so uh yeah so it definitely definitely passes the Bechtel test way to go Amy welcome to plug it up this is the part of the show oh my god Sarah you're hiding behind your microphone are you okay (laughs) I wanted to see how much I could hide it looks like you have a great big blue nose. Uh, welcome to Plug She's It Up. turning into a puppet. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about all the fun things that we're up to in addition to this podcast and where you can find them. Let's start with our guest, Vanessa. Cool. Um, pretty simple. VanessaAranegi.com. CraftHaloCreative.com. Nice. Um, and if you just look at those, you can find all the social medias under each of those. But um I am in the process of rebuilding all of my social media presence and everything. So hopefully by the time this airs, it'll all be ready to go. Uh, But I'll be promoting myself as an actor, assistant director, all that stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. And then also um, my acting coaching, uh, project management, uh, which I recently just did uh, for Electric Boudoir, which was amazing. The photo Um, shoot was fantastic. Yeah, it was 31 Nights of Halloween Boudoir. And so every day um, he's posting up a theme. Yeah, it was was super fun. Um, And he's a type B person. Mm -hmm. So like me bringing in my type A stuff is kind of what I like. It's like, I can do a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, spreadsheets. You know, I love yes, spreadsheets. Yes. Um, yeah. And then also some studio rental and uh, things like that. So you can check that out. Awesome. Yeah. Please, uh, b- please go check that out. Uh, listeners, uh, check out those photos and uh, Vanessa's work. She's doing a lot of amazing stuff. Working on it. Working on it and working it. Um, so I would like to plug uh our production company critical crop top critical crop top produces this podcast as well as other podcasts live comedy shows films etc uh we've got a youtube channel uh so you can go to youtube and find uh all of our old films uh we're actually also this vidcast so if you're listening to us with your ear headphones (laughs) your ear holes holes, uh you can also look at us with your eye holes uh (laughs) critical crop tops youtube channel so that's critical crop top we uh, upload the video portion of this podcast as well as uh sketches uh so we're uploading our sketches from our uh live shows and we have a a sketch comedy web show that we've shot totally virtually vanessa is in uh as well so check that out um and you can find critical crop top on uh facebook twitter and instagram at critical crop top um, also, if you'd like to engage with us in a healthy dose of thirst, uh, we also, unhealthy. Sh- and a health, did you say unhealthy? Unhealthy. 
Um, <laughs> I'm joking. It's fine. It's it's totally fine. It's a totally appropriate amount of thirst. Totally for, chill for quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> for quarantine, quarantine levels yeah. of thirst. Um, Sarah and I do another podcast called the Adam and Andy Podcast, where we only watch Adam Driver and Andy Samberg movies. Uh, recently, we watched The Dead Don't Die, and at the time of this recording, uh, we will have also watched Seven Days in Hell, right? Seven Days in Hell? Yes, Seven yeah. Days in Hell. Uh, we've also watched Less Than Jesse Forever. We've watched Marriage Story. So we've got a couple episodes under the belt at this point, so go check it out. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. And you can find us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at, at at Adam and Andy Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. Um, we would love to hear what you think about this show, the one that you're listening to right now, the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Uh, so reach out to us over the social medias. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. And if you'd like to leave us a review and tell us what you think about the show. A good review. A good review. A glowing review. A deep review, at least. A, a deep thinking review. Oh, Just a complimentary. A, ta- a tartan, a, 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 a black and yellow tartan review. With knee sock, with thigh high socks. We didn't talk about this, but the thigh high socks were out of control in this movie. Out of control. Out of control. The yellow plaid. Yellow plaid. Yep. Bonkers. Bonkers. I don't remember if there was actually that much yellow plaid in the nineties. I there think I even remember in the nineties being like, "That's an awful lot of yellow plaid." Mm-hmm. But who am I to stop you? No one. Nobody. You're no um, one. But tell us uh, your favorite 90s memories. Uh, tell us your favorite uh, obscure Ooh. 90s products that didn't get a shout out in this movie. Exactly. And uh, caboodles? Caboodles. Sorry, I still have a caboodle. Me too. I have, a, I've, I have a caboodle right now. My dad gave me one when I was four. When I turned four, I got a caboodle. And what did you put in there at the age of four? Um, I put... Uh, fuck. I think it was like... Beads? Beads. beads it was beads oh. that sounds like a good use for that uh, mm-hmm. i have all my makeup in there which i know is yep. basic as hell but i i actually became this is gonna sound insane i bought a caboodles at target because the 90s are back right although i bought this thing like two years ago and it made me interested in buying makeup like suddenly now that i have yeah. a caboodle <laughs> I wanted to fill it with makeup, and now I'm obsessed with buying eyeshadow palettes like everybody else in quarantine. I have, like, 36 eyeshadow palettes. What? Where do you even store those? In the On the top shelf of my perfume clock closet. I'm sorry, you're what? You have a perfume Share? closet? I have a perfume I know. closet. Are you Cher? <laughs> Look at your coat rack. Look at your rack of clothes with your 30. Do you get up in the morning and type in your app and have the eyeshadows just like match like, up your like, outfit? I actually, I actually took pictures of each palette and put it on a uh, an al- album on my phone so that I can look them up to see what I wow. need to pick so I don't just like look through all of them because that I is so amazing. Many. That is amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. wow. Okay, I'm not well, a hoarder. Feel- I'm a, a gatherer. You're no. Uh, I mean, I feel like you're on your way to being a one woman like professional makeup person. I. 
Like 30. I don't even, how many, that's like so many colors. How do you even have that many colors of eyeshadow? And are they really that different? I'm jealous. A lot of them are different. You you shouldn't be jealous. It's it's a a problem. (laughs) I am jealous. I'm thoroughly jealous. I'm jealous of your palettes. I'm jealous that you have a perfume closet. I'll show you. I'm I'm jealous jealous that you have a little swiftly share app to organize all that. I feel like you're like one of those Victorian ladies who has like a boudoir. (laughs) I do. Your perfume closet. Um, Okay, to be clear, it's a linen closet in my bathroom. Oh, well, then, the perfume. Posh. I think you should just only call it a perfume closet. You know, I also have closets with things in them. From now on, I'm going to refer to my pantry as my chip closet. It's <laughs> my chip closet where I store my chips. I'm just a commoner with a perfume shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, wow. thank you for being on the show. We have had so <laughs> much you. fun with you. Um, and thank you, listeners, for joining us. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. With your eye holes. I'm sorry. <laughs> with, your eye holes. <laughs> with your eye holes. With your eye holes. Listening to our mouth holes 30, with your ear holes. 30 different shades of eyeshadow. <laughs>